0: Super Bowl is over. Taylor Swift has gotten her spotlight, and it is fully mock draft season right here on The Three Technique.
1: One man. Goodbye. Hello, Heisman. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Rush. Got him. no they, oh, they did oh, my gracious. Yep. How
0: about that? <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Three Technique college football podcast at the intersection of the X's and O's and the Jimmys and the Joes. We turn the page into the NFL draft portion of the offseason. You know, if you've been a fan of our podcast for the last three years now that uh, this is one of our favorite times of year, we love diving into all things draft. Uh, and that includes riding mock drafts, just like everyone else, along with Trey Reeves, Garrett Turney. I'm Mitch Mason. Glad to have you hanging out with us this afternoon, wherever you may be listening. Uh, guys, um, This is a very interesting draft that I think is going to get fun really, really early on with quarterbacks and playmakers going early and often. But uh, that being said, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of consensus picks really after the first two. It seems like everyone has Caleb Williams and Drake May going one, two in some order. I have seen Drake May as the the first overall pick. Uh, But after that, You've got wide receivers. You've got a deep uh, offensive tackle class. Where did the edge rushers start going? I mean, Trey, it really feels like it's kind of dealer's choice this year, which makes it a lot of fun to watch the draft.
2: And, yeah, I think you're absolutely right that it's gonna the fun is going to start at pick three with the New England Patriots because what direction they decide to go, do they decide they're done with Mac Jones? Do they decide that they're going to try to give Mac Jones every chance with a truly elite weapon and Marvin Harrison Jr.? whatever way they go in the post Bill Belichick era, that's really going to dictate the rest of this first round. And uh, that that's really the hinge point for me.
0: Totally agree. Uh, we've got a spicy draft order that we just got done uh, finishing up and we're about to go uh, through that here on the episode. Um, do want to obviously shout out our sponsors for this episode. We've got Homefield apparel, they just actually announced that they're joining the NIL game, uh, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, they're partnering with several different collectives. If you want to learn more about that, uh, the discount that you can get and how you can support their NIL athletes. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com. Of course, if you use our code, 3TECHPOD, you get a special discount as well. We'd love to have you uh, be a part of the Homefield brand, the good brand, and support the show at the same time. Trey, of course, our friends over at Baller, keeping it fun out on the pickleball court as well.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you guys up there in DFW, but the weather's been getting really nice down here in the southern portion of the state. And we've gotten out to play pickleball a few times. We busted out our Baller uh, new pro paddles uh, from the guys over at Baller, and they are absolutely fantastic. Great sweet spot for you to hit those pure shots. And... uh just destroy all your friends on the other side of the court, make them really jealous. So check out our friends at baller, all your paddle needs, all your gear needs, all your bag needs. and Use our code three tech pod for 10% off.
0: Love it. Love it. Uh, Very excited to get back out on the pickleball court has not been ideal necessarily up here in DFW. It's certainly not on the weekends. Uh, It's been raining a lot, but I think that changes this week. So uh, excited to get out and play pickleball. Garrett, as we get ready to go through this mock draft, we've done all 32 picks ahead of recording, so we're going to go through kind of chunks at a time and really narrow down, zero in on some of these picks. When we sat down to record or, I guess, select these these draft picks, is there a theme that you kind of had coming into that draft? And if so, did it carry through or did we... You know, Did you feel like it got chaotic fast?
1: It got chaotic fast, but that, that was kind of what I was expecting. I think with this draft in particular, you have so many interesting positions where it's typically a power position, and you'd say, oh, you got to see one of those go off the board early, and they really just don't. There's some there's some interesting tiers. There's maybe some runs that you're going to see, um, and, and I think that because of the way that this kind of cycle has gone, I think you could see a lot of players move even between now and draft day where there's guys that seem to be getting mocked pretty high right now. um, And there's some sort of, you know, baseline grades that seem to be, you know, what you have going into the off season that I think are going to change pretty quick as some guys really start to develop and, and jump up some boards. There's some things you might say, well, how come you didn't see one of these go off super early? And then you realize it's because, well, (laughs) there's a lot of those available maybe in the second round or, you know, Hey, back half of the first round, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to, to see those go. And so, It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Don't want to spoil too much, but there's some there's some interesting value picks in this draft.
0: There there are, and as you mentioned, some of the position groups are very very deep. Wide receiver, extremely deep. I think defensive back gets deeper as you go along. Um, curious to see where linebackers and running backs go. I mean, gosh, there, there's going to be so much value day two and early day three in this draft. But of course, everyone is focused on the first round. We've got full 32 pick mock so let's get into it Garrett the first couple of picks that come off the board no surprise at 1 and 2 Caleb Williams goes to the Bears Drake May goes number 2 to the Washington Commanders important disclaimer we did not do any trades in this mock draft we will have plenty of mock drafts that have trades that have full simulations this one we went
1: straight up out of the gate
0: quarterbacks go number one yeah, and Ed, let me interrupt
1: you real quick on that we are going to do loads of mocks coming up in march so if you like this content if you're seeing this video you want to see more of it hit the subscribe real quick because you are going to want to you know keep it locked we're going to do plenty with trades plenty of that stuff wanted to jump in while you were talking about that you're going to want to keep it locked if you want more of this yeah
0: absolutely a lot of mock drafts coming up Trey, the surprise, though, starts at number three. Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU, is headed up to New England. Of course, Bill Belichick no longer there, and uh, the the Patriots are punting on Mac Jones.
2: Yeah, and listen, another important disclaimer for us as a channel, right, is we are college football guys through and through. We love the NFL draft. We love the team-building aspect of this we're by no means insiders on, you know, on the ground in these places. We definitely have better sources for the college game, but doesn't it just seem like it's a perfect time to start with a completely new era for the new England Patriots like that? That's why I kind of fought for Daniels to be picked here. A lot of people have Marvin Harrison jr. Going here that could very well happen on draft day in April. Uh, Just like I said, off the top giving, Mac Jones every chance with an elite weapon right off of the gate here. But to me, new coach, new offensive philosophies, new mindset in New England. Coach Mayo has been very open that, you know, this is going to be a new mindset with him taking over. What better time to completely shift what that franchise has been known for and get a dynamic dual threat playmaker in the Heisman Trophy winner, Jaden Daniels?
0: It is clear that Mac Jones, I don't think, is the answer at quarterback for New England. And and what I see happening, if New England doesn't go quarterback here, the class next year is noticeably thin. And so there's going to be a lot of teams clamoring to the top of the board, trying to figure out where Jaden Daniels is going to go, where Bo Nix, where Michael Penix Jr. are going to go, because it seems like that, that really feels like the last gasp at getting a true difference maker at quarterback. And now I have thoughts on Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. You heard Luke Winstell talk about both of them in our senior bowl episode last week. Uh, certainly feels like there might be some, some pretty big flaws in both of their games, but regardless of where you think Nix and Penix go, the difference makers are are few and far between in the 2025 class. And so quarterbacks are going to be at a premium this year. And You know, I really do like New England going ahead and securing that future because they don't want to be the Giants that overpaid, stuck with Daniel Jones inexplicably through an extension and now immediately regret that, right? I don't think they would extend Mac Jones. Uh, In this case, they wouldn't even pick up his fifth year option and and might even eat that cap hit of $5 million to cut him and, and just go ahead and move on. But Daniels is a playmaker. He's got more explosive plays of 20 plus yards than anyone in the country. And that was by a long ways. He had 76. I believe the second uh, player was Caleb Williams. He was at like 57, Uh, almost 20 extra explosive plays for Jaden Daniels. He can do it with his arm. He can do it with his legs. It would be a really fun wrinkle. I think to see New England take a player of of his caliber at the quarterback position.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it.
2: What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, that that fan base is one that's clamoring to get back on top. That's, you know, just needs something to get excited about up there too. And what better way to do that than to get the reigning Heisman Trophy winner? And, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels could very well end up being the best quarterback in this class. He could very well... Caleb Williams has gotten all the accolades, and Drake May has gotten a lot as well for the past two years. But Jaden Daniels kind of burst onto the scene this year, similar to another LSU quarterback in Joe Burrow a couple years ago, where he, uh, just out of nowhere shoots to the top of the draft board in his last year down in Baton Rouge.
1: You heard it here first, Jaden Daniels going to the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, that would be quite the leap in year one. <laughs> Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. then goes off the board at number four to the Cardinals, who are the just Cardinals
2: uh, will do cartwheels if <laughs> New <laughs> England passes on Harrison.
0: Yeah, getting Kyler Murray, uh, an elite weapon, would do big things, I think, for Arizona's offense. Garrett Brock Bowers goes number five to the Chargers here, and you know, listen, folks may say, okay, if the Chargers want a weapon, why not go Malik Neighbors, who's in the conversation for wide receiver one in this draft as well. But Bowers is such a game breaker at his position, even in the NFL. I don't really know who teams are going to cover him with.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the point of picking Brock Bowers here is because he's not coverable, really. I mean, you can you can scheme him out of the game. You can find ways to, you know, put too many guys his direction. But what he does to, to you know, break up in the rest of the field, it's reasons why, guys like Lad McConkie are getting talked about in that sort of late first, early second thing is because of how much he was able to take in college, right? He was able to take so much attention that there's other guys in Georgia's team that was able to kind of shine because of it, right? And so when you look at what he's able to do just by himself, he's kind of a freak. He's he's one of those prototypical, you know, you, you're going to hear the Gronk, the Kelsey, the the Gonzalez, right? You're going to hear some of those comparisons. And I think they're all warranted. He's extremely talented, he, he's kind of a freak athlete and a massive body. And that's something that I think could really go a long way with the chargers, with everything they got going on, being able to have a real threat, especially in the red zone where it feels like, you know, for a little while they haven't had that massive threat in the red zone. They don't really have that power run game with, you know, the the backs that they've got there. They don't really have a whole lot going on there. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, Brock Bowers is an option to, to, you know, really solidify stuff in your you know red zone offense and to, you know kind of provide that spark that that massive burst of energy to that offense, I think, would take this offense to one of the best in the leagues.
0: He's not super polished as a blocker quite yet, but I think they can train him to be that. Boy, his right. blocking would be much needed. A Chargers uh, offense really struggled to run the ball last season. I, I like the pick, Bowers going um, to Los Angeles. Malik, neighbors then comes off the board to the Giants as Cowboys fans. We would absolutely hate that. We've loved how. Futile. the Giants' offense has been. They're losing Saquon Barkley this uh, year to free agency more than likely, and uh, that would certainly help the Giants get get a big pick back. Now, they could go offensive line here, and Joe Alt will go as the first tackle off the board at seven to the Tennessee Titans. You could easily see the Giants go offensive line to try and protect Daniel Jones, try and give him one more chance before I think everybody quits on him. Uh, But to me... If the Giants are going to be at all relevant this year and make it back to the postseason, they need a game-breaking wide receiver. I think Malik Neighbors can be that. Rounding out pick eight here in this first little chunk, uh, the Atlanta Falcons take the first edge rusher off the board. They go Dallas Turner from Alabama. Uh, Falcons need pass rush in, in the worst way. That defense has struggled for a long time, really since Dan Quinn left, uh, and Dallas Turner, I think, is a really good fit there. Second chunk of this first round mock draft starts with the Chicago bears back on the clock and Trey, you term this as the ultimate luxury pick. We've got them taking Romo Dunze from Washington could be just Caleb Williams, best friend right out of the shoot.
2: Yeah. Imagine those two together on the field like that. That's just fantastic. The best receiver that Caleb Williams has ever gotten to throw to, And a guy that legitimately has a case to be the first wide receiver taken in this draft, in my opinion. So Roma Dunze, just fantastic to watch at Washington this year. Chicago, you know, we joked off camera, but you know, DJ Moore, a solid wide receiver one, right? Like I think, I don't think anybody's going to argue that we've seen flashes of him. If you're a fantasy football player, you know that he can put up massive numbers on any given week, but I don't think anyone's going to confuse him with a guy that could potentially be the best wide receiver in the league in a few years. And I think Roma Odunze has put on tape that he has that in his repertoire. He could legitimately be pushing for one of the best receivers in the league two or three years from now.
0: I love him. I was high on him at the beginning of last season. I've carried the banner for Odunze. I will keep doing that. Bears offense would get really fun if they take Williams- and Odunze, again, uh, as we keep going on into March, April, before the draft, I think you're going to see a lot of mock drafts where the Bears trade out of that pick at number one. Maybe they stay with Justin Fields, but today they get their franchise quarterback and his future wide receiver one. The Jets then take Olum Fashanu from Penn State. They protect Aaron Rodgers to make sure that his Achilles makes it to the second quarter. Garrett, as you joked while we were drafting, Uh, Jared verse then comes off the board. He goes at 11 to the Minnesota Vikings who need edge help. Uh, Really, really liked verse last year. Might've lost a little bit of money by not coming out of the draft, but he's a very solid edge prospect. As you will see, we're a little bit higher on him than we are another guy that has been projected to go that high and chop Robinson from Penn state. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, Trey, you didn't like this pick. Um, JJ McCarthy at number 12 to your Denver Broncos. The, the case for him, as I described earlier, is QB is a disaster, potentially next season, and Russell Wilson's contract is abysmal, right? I mean, it, it seems like they're going to cut him at the end of uh, the preseason. How do you feel about J.J. McCarthy, who's been described as a winner, has a great record in high school and college? How do you feel about them turning the reins over?
2: It could be worse. Um, you know, it, it definitely could be worse, but it's definitely a pick where the Broncos have backed themselves into a corner. They put all their eggs in the Russell Wilson basket a couple years ago, and that just obviously has not worked out for any uh, anybody. And look, I think if anybody can get J.J. McCarthy to be at the level, obviously, you know, Jim Harbaugh is in the NFL now, but Sean Payton would be a fantastic pick. Uh, head coach for J.J. McCarthy in the NFL. J.J. McCarthy has put a lot of good stuff on tape in college. Obviously, they weren't winning because of him all the time at Michigan. It wasn't always on his shoulders, but he stepped up and made a lot of big throws, especially in, you know, go go put that Rose Bowl tape on, and he was yep. challenging two of the best cornerbacks in this draft uh, straight up. So I don't hate it. He would have a lot of good receivers to throw to in Denver, and that could definitely help him, you know, Hit the ground running, but for Denver, it's certainly a pick that they've backed themselves into, and it's kind of a necessity
1: pick here at twelve. Man, just I I love the confidence coming out of Denver's camp right there. It could be worse coming at pick number twelve. I mean, that's that's what you love
2: hearing, right? It could be Paxton Lynch. It could be Brock Osweiler. It could be,
1: you know, Trevor Simeon, a a host of other guys. And I'm sure that Broncos fans are hoping it doesn't turn out that way again. Right. I mean, that's, that's been a kind of abysmal attempt at finding a quarterback for a long time. Um, Look, I mean, when I think about McCarthy, I think he's a lot better than he's getting credit for. I think a lot of people like to just trash him and look at some of the superficial numbers and say like, Oh, he doesn't pass for a whole lot of yards and, And score a bunch of touchdowns. But when you look at his game, one of the things he does extremely well that I think will translate to the NFL is he does a really good job extending plays, keeping his eyes downfield, and throwing on the run, especially into some tight windows. You can go on, you can look at that, especially against Ohio State this year, especially against Alabama this year. And yeah, a couple times in the National Championship game, he was able to extend some plays and, and do some really good things with his legs. He does a really good job rolling out and kind of Extending, extending, waiting until he's right up against the sideline and then, you know, finding his guy downfield. I'm curious to see what he could do at the next level with better receiver talent. This isn't necessarily to knock anyone at Michigan, but, you know, there's not necessarily the best receiver talent at Michigan. I'm curious to see what happens once those receivers get a little bit better um, and and if they can make a few more plays for him, maybe see what could happen. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, you're going to necessarily get all of that at Denver. You got some good players up in Denver. Um, they got some good receivers, but I'm I'm curious to see what can happen if they can put the team around McCarthy. With the defensive McCarthy out of the way, I do think it's too high overall. I don't love that they would be taking him at 12, but I don't really see how you can get around it, right? Denver needs a quarterback. There's too many concerns with too many other guys on this board, and at the end of the day, you can at least say McCarthy wins games, and he's played at the high level, and he's he's won a championship in college, so you can at least say that for him. Um, in addition to some of the athleticism things and not not necessarily a poor arm, but I, I don't think he has the elite arm talent that you're looking for necessarily. Um, I, I don't think he has that in there. So, you know, could he develop and be better? Yes. Um, I'm I'm just not sure what his ceiling is, if it's quite as high as some of these other guys you might be looking for. I'm
0: really curious to see if JJ can be a difference maker behind an offensive line. That's not necessarily an award-winning offensive line right now. uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. And I can't remember off the top of my head if Cushenberry is out of a contract or not. Uh, Quinn Miners has been one of the best guards in the NFL as well. You know, Garrett Bowles has been what he has been uh, at at tackle for the Broncos. So it's been strikes and gutters. Uh, But can he stay upright and can he deliver the football down the field at the NFL level? Those are the two big things that I'm looking for. He's got a good running back in Javante Williams. So if they can get the the ship moving in the right direction, I don't think it's hard for the Broncos to compete. But, boy, you you cannot keep whiffing at, at quarterback. That's what's held them back, it feels like, since Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl there. Uh, the Raiders, I think, dance the card up to the podium. They take J.C. Latham, tackle out of Alabama. Could be tackle number one on a lot of boards, depending on who you talk to. Jerzon Newton, one of my favorite prospects. Hey. Defensive tackle from Illinois goes 14 to the Saints. Now, in full transparency, we saw a mock draft getting ready for this that had him in the second round. Uh, I, I think that's beyond defensive. Jerzon Newton had uh, some of the best tape and grades uh, from a interior defensive lineman in college football history. He is a literal pass rusher from the nose tackle spot. No, oh, by the way, he's going to stuff the run. So uh, New Orleans needs interior defensive line help. I,
2: I think I, in Dominican Sue, honestly, like yes. that, that's the guy that if you haven't watched him, I, Illinois doesn't get a lot of you know national coverage uh, all the time, but he, he's in Dominican Sue.
0: He's
1: he's filthy. I, I and if you're agree. one of those young kids who hadn't seen Sue play in a little while, think Lions Sue, not end of his career Sue. Yeah, definitely. Or Nebraska Sue. Yeah. Or Nebraska,
2: uh, amen Sue, amen to that.
0: Mm. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. We gave uh, to Latu, the edge rusher out of UCLA, some some injury concerns. I think questions of whether or not he's going to be polished enough for the NFL level to go this high. Um, but a lot of folks uh, around war rooms are, are high on Latu. So. He goes 15 to the Colts next section. And this is maybe where you start to, to question, okay, what's the line between a first round grade, a second round grade, um, you know, tags touching where, where would you be looking to move up potentially? Where are you looking to move down? And this is where I really felt like the draft got uh, maybe difficult for us to sift through that draft for team need, but also talent level. We start at 16 Byron Murphy, the second, the, a game-breaking defensive tackle for Texas goes to the Seahawks. They need interior line help as well, uh, so they'll take the Longhorn. Terry and Arnold goes to Jacksonville. The first corner is off the board. We really struggled to figure out where that first corner would go. I think you do a mock draft five different times. You have the, the first corner go five different spots, and, and maybe you have three or four different corners go in that first spot. I don't know. That the separation between cornerback one and, say, cornerback two or three is all that much of a, a gap. It kind of depends on what you really value. Nate Wiggins is explosive, but not very strong. Cornerback out of Clemson. Quinyon Mitchell is smooth, fluid. You heard that from uh, Luke Winstell in the Senior Bowl episode. Really good hands. And it seems like he's uh, really starting to progress on that physicality as well. And then Kule McKinstry, who is CB1 at Alabama. Certainly has a high floor, but what's that ceiling at the NFL level? I think all of those questions come into play around the, you know, somewhere between 13 to 16 is maybe where that first cornerback comes off the board. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals take Keon Coleman, tall wide receiver out of Florida state felt like once he got a quarterback to throw to him, he, he fully showed what he was, what he was capable of doing uh, for the Seminoles, but Trey, Number 19, a pick that's near and dear to your heart. The Rams have no cornerback depth, and so it was clear that they were going to go with a defensive back, but who would it be? You talked to into Cooper to Jean, cornerback out of Iowa.
2: He might be the best overall athlete at the defensive back position in this draft. He's just an absolute freak, and you put the ball in his hands, and he you know, puts people in a spin cycle all the time. He was the main punt returner at Iowa. He was the main offense at Iowa this year as a punt and kick returner. So I I don't know how that translates to the NFL, honestly. I don't know if that puts him higher on the board because of his kick return ability. I don't know if a team would look at that and say, hey, that gives us another roster spot because we can put this guy in at our punt returner or kick returner. But, I mean, the man has cover skills as well. He just... Stood out time after time again, covering some really difficult receivers in the Big Ten. And, you know, injuries are going to be a concern. Obviously, his season was cut short due to a leg injury. I don't know if he's going to be ready for all the combines and pro day circuits, but he's put enough on tape in my mind to show that when he's healthy, he is right up there with the best cornerbacks in this class. And like I said, maybe the most athletic one.
0: He is a very, very solid athlete. Uh, he will be, yeah, if he can test, I would love to see what those numbers end up looking like. A uh, very underrated uh, part, X factor, really, of that Iowa defense. 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers take a Mims tackle out of Georgia. But Garrett, you could really flip Jackson Powers Johnson going at 21 to Miami with the Steelers at 20. They need offensive line help of all kinds. We really like Jackson Powers Johnson. He's composed, great hand placement. Hasn't started a lot of games in his career, but really impressed at the senior bowl.
1: Yeah, and just a real powerful guy, real strong guy. Um, really what you're looking for to translate up to that next level. And, and yeah, he hasn't started a whole lot of games. You could almost argue that's better because he hasn't gotten the chance to really put a lot of tread on the tires and, and get injured, you know, up front the the big uglies they'll they'll put on a whole lot of bumps and bruises and scrapes and stuff before they get up to the, to the NFL. So you could almost argue seeing this level of talent and seeing this level of performance in not as many games could be better long-term for him. But regardless, you're not going to, you're not going to knock the guy for that, he he's clearly shown what he's capable of. He's clearly shown that he's a strong guy, powerful guy. Doesn't get beat a whole lot. Good against you know the run. Good against the pass. He he's he's just an overall solid player, and I think it translates extremely well. Somebody's gonna grab him. I think he could be a guy that somebody reaches on, um, and, and and you know maybe just somebody falls in love with him and he goes even higher than this. But I think this is about the place where he slots in right here in that twenty to twenty-two.
0: He's only 21 years old. He's made starts oh. at all five offensive line positions for the Ducks. Uh the, the folks that aren't mocking him in the first round, I'm I'm confused at what they're looking at. The tape's amazing. He dominated the senior bowl, uh had had win after win uh in the one-on-ones against pass rushers. I I think he's a really really great pick. I I would wish selfishly he slides to 24 for the Cowboys. I don't think that's going to happen. We'll get to the Cowboys pick. Uh, In just a moment, the Eagles to round out this section, take Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback out of Alabama, and then the Houston Texans go with Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. Now, Trey, as you were talking about, Texans, man, if they could hit with a wide receiver one for CJ Stroud, it, it really feels like we're talking AFC championship game as a realistic expectation.
2: Yeah, because they've already got a plethora of weapons for them. They just don't have that alpha number one. I think Nico Collins is great. Tank Dell is great. They are going to be fantastic NFL wide receivers as their career develops. But, you know, to go get them, go get them a guy that can just win one-on-ones time after time after time, a physical freak like Brian Thomas. If they don't get that in free agency, I know they've been linked to T. Higgins. I know they've been linked to Mike Evans and sort of a homecoming situation being a local guy from Galveston Um, definitely makes sense for them to go wide receiver here in the first round and Brian Thomas would fill a big need for them.
0: Absolutely love it. It would be fun to see CJ Stroud get another elite weapon out wide. Let's start this final section, the home stretch of this first mock draft with the Dallas Cowboys. We've got a seven round mock draft coming out for them soon on the channel. So stay tuned for that. We gave them Graham Barton, offensive guard out of Duke, another versatile interior offensive line uh, player. Listen, center was really, really bad this season, uh, both in the pass pro and in run blocking. Tyler Biotis just did not get it done. Questions, I think, uh, about where the true uh, cornerstone guard next to Zach Martin is um, and and what the Cowboys are going to do there. Is Tyron Smith on the verge of retiring? Is Tyler... Tyler Smith going to slide back out to tackle. A lot of questions around the offensive line, but to me, if the Cowboys are going to really improve and, and finally hit the projected ceiling that we have for them in the playoffs, they've got to shore up the offensive line. It was leaky at times, including against that uh, that Packers team in the, the disaster at home. Uh, they shore up the offensive line. They get a really solid piece here. Graham Barton, for me, Barton's kind of one of those First, second round grades. I think maybe a, a a guy that's got his tags touching could go in the first round. Certainly could have that ceiling. Could just be a very solid offensive line player. And so I think that's where you're really starting to see those draft grades maybe switch more towards that second round. Uh, Talisi Fu, uh, Fu, Fuagua excuse me, goes to Oregon State uh, for the Green Bay Packers. They get offensive tackle help, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go Bone nicks quarterback out of Oregon. Now, both of y'all were kind of talking about Nick's going here to Tampa Trey. I think you led that, that charge. We have to just throw it out there. There are folks that have a third or fourth round grade on Bo Nix.
2: Yeah. And this is more of a pick for Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay's offseason off season is going to be fascinating. They're going to know way more about what they're going to do at 26 based on the moves that they make, who they lose in free agency, who they're able to re-sign. Chief among those is Baker Mayfield, who resurged his career this year in Tampa and led them to a division title, led them to a playoff win. And if they feel like he's their guy for the future, great, they're going to re-sign him. I don't personally think that they're going to commit to a long-term contract for him. I think it might be sort of a bridge the gap type of situation where they take a guy like Bo Nix in the back of the first round, if he's available and Baker's kind of the transition guy to see if Bo Nix can take over in the future. If he's not great, you can resign Baker or try again in the draft later. But at 26, it's a really tricky position. Bo Nix honestly might be gone by to pick 26. If you could would be some mock drafts, you know, the Raiders could use a quarterback, the, Couple other teams could use a situation like I'm describing here, where Nix learns for a couple years, like Jordan Love did. But it, it makes it makes sense for me for Nix to slide in here if they re-sign Baker to a shorter-term deal.
0: It's very, very fair, very fair, and I think that's the best situation for him. Right? Is that yeah, he's yeah, not totally
2: if- pa- taking the Jordan Love path to success, yep. learning for a couple years. I, I don't think. It's hard because Knicks is older than Jordan Love was when he came out. He's already, what, 23, 24 years old, I think. And so that that's going to be difficult for him to sit and learn for a couple years. But um, that path to success for these guys that are not the can't-miss prospects definitely increases their odds for success.
0: Totally agree there. Uh, we've got the Arizona Cardinals taking Quinion Mitchell, cornerback out of Toledo. Uh, we really like Quinion Mitchell on the show. You heard Luke Winsell talk about him, rave about him, what he did at the Senior Bowl. I think that would be an excellent pickup for Arizona. Into uh, the draft here. You've got Tyler Guyton, tackle out of Oklahoma, going to the Buffalo Bills. You've got Ennis Rakestraw, cornerback out of Missouri, going to the Detroit Lions. Garrett, Baltimore Ravens pull a sneaky on Kansas City. They take Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver, from the University of Texas. This feels like it also... It's a need for Baltimore wide receiver and simultaneously maybe takes away the guy that Kansas City was hoping for.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, there's a steep drop off, right? We were doing this mock and there's a pretty, pretty steep drop off after Adnan Mitchell. And I think if you're looking at, you know, what kind of Baltimore needs, they got Zay Flowers. He's a superstar. He's going to be fantastic in this league for a while, but they don't really have that second guy. And I think that got exposed in their, in their championship game when they were, you know, kind of unable to move the football reliably, it looked like, you know, the chiefs were kind of able to take Zay flowers out the game, you know, except for a couple of big catches. And, you know, basically that was it. They couldn't move the football. And and so I think you need somebody else out there to give help. One good receiver does not an elite NFL team make. And so I think you have to think about, you know, ways to expand that and, you know, At the same time, kind of like you were saying, you're taking away from Kansas City who could use another receiver. You think We all saw in the Super Bowl they did come out on top, but it wasn't pretty. And there were certainly large swaths of the game that, you know, and and you can even go to the SpongeBob thing with the three hours later they finally scored a touchdown. But, you know, it took them a while to get on the board if you're the Chiefs. And you have to think about ways to, to get that offense back in the explosive place where it has been um since you know it's been a couple of years since you've had that elite guy like tyree Hill. so it, it's a good spot for the ravens to take mitchell and to kind of take from their, their top enemies in the afc I, I like the pick i think it's a really good spot for them
0: rounded out with edge rusher darius robinson going in the first round from missouri he goes to the 49ers the rich get richer here chase young is an impending free agent the 49ers absolutely devastated opponents with their pass rush, and for a long time. It felt like that's exactly what they were doing to the Kansas city chiefs. But of course, Patrick Mahomes is, is inevitable and, and ended up pulling that out. I think Robinson, who, who certainly raised his stock towards the end of the season, the sec, and then at the senior bowl would be a great pickup at 31 for the 49ers. And then we gave the Kansas city chiefs, Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle out of Arizona. You can't, uh, go get the wide receiver that you wanted here at the very beginning of this draft, but plenty of wide receiver depth in the second, third, fourth rounds. that I think the Chiefs can really look to take advantage of. They get a guy who, for a lot of people, has a first-round grade in Morgan out of Arizona. Guys, that's our first mock draft in the books here on The Three Technique. Any closing thoughts before we sign off here on YouTube?
2: Just excited to break all this down with you guys. I mean, mock draft season is super fun. We're gonna follow all the college news, of course, as it develops in the off season, but draft season is just really fun, man. I'm couldn't be more excited to go through this with you guys.
1: Yeah, and, and draft season really is the cool time of reward where we see these guys that we've been watching for a long time in college, and we've been, you know, talking about them making big plays and being these studs. And we don't get to just now say, okay, well, they're off. See ya. We actually get to go and kind of celebrate that reward with them and say, like, "Hey, you did this. You're here now," and we get to kind of cheer them on and, and project how fun it would be for them to go to different places. So, you know, even though we're probably completely wrong on our mock draft, and you know, there's there's lots of things that we could complain at some point, and there'll be so many different free agent moves and everything else, and everything will change. Uh, it, it's still kind of fun to celebrate these players and think about what these teams could look like with some of these studs we've fallen in love with in college.
0: Hey, save your best mock draft. For last, that's what they say in the industry. We've got plenty more coming. We've got team-specific mock drafts coming as well. Next up, full seven-round mock for the Dallas Cowboys. You can head on over to our YouTube channel. The next video, if you're already there, appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. We're excited to bring all the draft content to you all off-season long. I'm Trey Reeves and Garrett Turney. I'm Mitch Mason. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Until next time. So long, everybody.
1: Gracious, yeah. how about that?